Today is Friday, November 10th, 2023. Senator Marsha Blackburn is using her subpoena power to get all of the names in Jeffrey Epstein's client list and plane list. And is Hillary Clinton boiling right now, baby? We're going to cover it all on the show. Reports state that Paul Pelosi's attacker had two inflatable unicorn costumes with him. Why would that be? We will investigate. House Oversight announces additional subpoenas after ordering Hunter Biden and James Biden to appear before a committee. And Democrat Senator Joe Manchin announces he's not running for re-election. What's he doing next? He's running for president, baby. Joe Biden hardest hit. And Lee Greenwood joins the show. I'm proud to be an American. Are you? My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. We've been traveling. We've been all over the country, it feels like, but really we just stayed on the East Coast. We went to Washington, D.C. Uh, we have a, a really bombshell interview with Ted Cruz. We went around Washington, D.C. Uh, with Ted Cruz, uh, and, and and we went to Black Lives Matter Plaza, and he, so Ted Cruz sort of like showed us all of the decrepit, failed state, the anarchy, anarcho-tyranny of Washington, D.C. It's really cool. Really excited about that. We spoke in Congress. Can you believe that, Royce? We like we were invited to Congress to speak. Can you believe this? We went to Congress. We spoke about memes in Congress. Funny memes that we play on the show all the time. We were invited to Congress. You got to say yes. Did the show in Congress and then went down to the debate in Miami. Did debate prep with Vivek Ronswami. We'll play you some of those clips. Did all the debate prep. How'd you guys like that? Uh, Rana resign. At, well, how'd you how'd you like the the whole? Hey, w- w- do you deny that Donald Trump? Included with did Donald Trump collude with Russia or was it Hillary Clinton disinformation? How'd you like that one? <laughs> yeah, we worked it out, baby, and we had a good time. And we have some uh, really, really cool clips to share with you about that. So we've just sort of been all over, right? Obviously, then also covering the Trump rally at the same time. Uh, had reporters over there, and so we just been all over. Finally, got back yesterday, and here we are. What did we carry with us at all times? Well, we had our. Silent bag. That's what we were traveling with. Why do we travel with this? Why would we travel with silent bags? Well, one, it's a freaking cool backpack, right? Obviously. But also, it protects our electronics. We're passing through a lot of little government checkpoints there, which was amazing. Uh, the number of people at TSA that are like, love, this, love the program, love the program, bro. Follow you, follow you. It's great. TSA is based. A lot of veterans at TSA. Be nice to those people, okay? It's not their problem. They're part of an evil system, okay? A lot of vet, a lot of veterans, a lot of people go work at TSA. Be nice. Be nice to them. But when you're traveling through those places, you got to be careful what, like, who's listening to you. You got to be careful about your electronics. You got to be careful, like, who's picking up what. Xi Jinping is coming to go meet with Biden in San Francisco next week, okay? So get ready for that one. It's going to be amazing. Joe Biden's going to fall down the stairs the whole time. But you got to be careful who's spying on you, who's listening to your devices. Remember, you talk about something and it just appears suddenly in all your advertisement. You say something about, you know, heels that are ammunition or something like that for Nikki Haley, and then it just appears in your ads. Careful. Use silent, okay? Silent's who I, who I use in order to maintain security over my devices and also protect me from the harmful uh, radiation and weird waves that come out of these devices. I use silent every single night. That's where my phone sleeps. I sleep in my bed. My phone sleeps in my little silent bed. Reclaim your privacy with silent today. SLNT.com slash Benny. Save 15% plus free shipping on qualifying orders. 
I protect my privacy and you should too. Silent today, slnt.com slash Benny, save 15%. Marsha Blackburn of Tennessee has come over the top, baby, and has said, Jeffrey Epstein, your estate, which is amazing. He still has an estate. How's that possible? The most prolific pederast and predator on planet Earth, who was the best friend of Bill Clinton and Bill Gates, and of the current CIA director. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, yeah. We have some of Jeffrey Epstein's personal communications, and it turns out that Joe Biden's CIA director was on his must-meet-with list. Those guys were luncheon buddies. Marsha Blackburn yesterday, inside of the Senate, said, we are going to use federal power to get the answers to what happened with Jeffrey Epstein. We're going to start with your client list, and we're going to subpoena your client list, and we're going to get it, and we're going to show it to the American people. And I hope, I, I don't hope, but like if there are Republicans, if there are Republicans on that list, then let's expose them too. If you're involved in this, then you should be, you should have your life ruined. Jeffrey Epstein was an intelligence op. Jeffrey Epstein worked with the FBI. Jeffrey Epstein worked with the CIA. This was an intelligence op in order to get compromising material on some of the richest people on earth. Prince Andrew, Bill Clinton, billionaires in America so that they can control them. Oh, you'd be be a shame if all of the videos that we have of you from Jeffrey Epstein's Island got out, wouldn't it, Bill? Be a shame. You better do what we want right now. That's how criminal cartel works. And, and what is enlightenment? Enlightenment is understanding that your government is a criminal cartel, okay? And that, they, we, that they, they should not get more power and they should not get more money and they should not get more control of your life. You don't want a cartel to have that over you. So that is what understanding is. And then you must understand how Jeffrey Epstein worked inside of that system. Where did Epstein's money come from? It's a good question. Where? Can anybody answer that? What, ex- what exactly did Epstein do? Anybody got any answers to that? Like what Like what service did he provide? I know, like uh, obviously we know that he provided, you know, the demonic, horrible services, right? That, that took advantage of hundreds of women and uh, underage women at that point. Well, like what I mean is how do he get his millions? Anyone? How did Epstein get so rich? Did, can, I, can somebody explain to me like what, like what, did he run a fund or something? Nobody knows? No, nobody knows. Nobody knows. Intel op, baby. That's what Jeffrey Epstein wanted. He was an intelligence op, and they, that's why he went after American politicians and royal families and people like that in order to get leverage over them. It's, 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 it really is like simple as. Occam's razor. It's probably the simplest explanation. And that is why when Marsha Blackburn yesterday said, the senator from Tennessee said, yo, we are going to get all of the names of your clients, what she's going to expose, <laughs> what she's going to expose is who our intelligence agencies were targeting for their clandestine operations. One final thing, why did the uh, island have to be off the coast of America? Why did it have to not be on, on American soil? Well, because the CIA is not allowed to spy on people on American soil, so they say. So now it's a clandestine operation. Now the CIA is in full control. You do understand that's how it works, Okay. Marsha Blackburn, go. And since we're in the business of issuing subpoenas now, here are a few more that I've filed. 
a subpoena to Jeffrey Epstein's estate to provide the flight logs for his private plane. Given the numerous allegations of human trafficking and a sexual abuse surrounding Mr. Epstein, I think it is very important that we identify everybody that was on that plane and how many trips they took on that plane and the destinations to which they arrived. So who do we know was on that plane? We know that Bill Clinton was on that plane 26 times, at least. 26 times. We have the images of the flight logs. We'll toss them up. I mean, again, you, you deserve to see all of the evidence laid out before you. If you wish to see further evidence of Bill Clinton's culpability and guilt in all of this, we got it, baby. We got it stacked to the ceiling. You want to go in, man? It's free for all Friday. We're going to go in. We're going to go in. Hillary Clinton was speaking uh, last week at an event in Texas, in Houston. And Hillary Clinton got called out to her face about Bill Clinton taking flight. Remember, Hillary Clinton's a feminist. Hillary Clinton, four women. Are you with her? This is what Hillary Clinton did. This is what her security guards did to a man who called out Hillary Clinton for allowing her husband to fly on the plane to the private island of the world's foremost predator and pederast who has cataloged abuses of women stacked as high as the ceiling in the studio here. What did Hillary Clinton do? Did, the, did Hillary Clinton, if Hillary Clinton was a feminist, wouldn't she say, yes, my husband's a despicable man and he should be held into criminal account for what he did? That's what a feminist would do. A person who protects women, that's what they would do. But instead, Hillary Clinton did this. Then you want somebody who's going to get up every day. Hey, Hillary, watch your husband visit Epstein Island 26 times. The clip goes on to show him getting dragged out. Uh, maybe we can load. Maybe we can load the full thing and he just play beside me. But that's Alex Rosen. I encourage you to follow him. He is a, a spectacular. He's a man who exposes. It's a really wild story. I don't know him personally, but he's a man who goes around and exposes these people who are taking advantage of children um, and these predators, and he does it for a living. And so he went and exposed Hillary Clinton. Here are the flight logs. You can see Bill Clinton right there. Right there on the flight log, Bill Clinton, President William Jefferson Clinton, right there from JFK to the little private airport that Epstein used on the flight. This is one of 26 times that Bill was on this plane. We also have photos of Bill Clinton getting massages at this little private airport from one of the victims. Okay, we have the we have the images of it. These are these are a matter of public record. Okay. We'll grab you the uh, we'll grab you the images. You, you deserve to see it. We deserve to stack. Let's stack the evidence, okay? How about this? How about Bill Clinton being asked about it? Do you know that one time, one single time, as far as we know, Bill Clinton does lots of interviews, but one time, as far as we know, Bill Clinton was asked to his face in a very polite way, by the way, like, "Hey, what did you do with Jeffrey Epstein?" You would think that'd be the only question he ever gets asked, but this is the one time he was asked, and his um. His answer really tells you exactly what you need to know. Watch. Mr. Clinton, 
Any comments on the alleged uh, allegation of your connection uh, with Jeffrey Epstein? I think the evidence speaks for itself. Well, here's the evidence, pal. You want some evidence speaking for itself? I got you. It's free for all Friday. We're going to go in. Here's Bill Clinton getting a massage from a Jeffrey Epstein accuser. This woman was, uh, this woman was abused and used by Epstein. Where's the headline? Here we go. New photo show Bill Clinton getting massage from Epstein accuser. Go down. Let's go. Okay, here we go. Former Bill's, uh, uh, former President Bill Clinton uh, grins at, with clear joy as he gets a massage from Jeffrey Epstein accuser after a flight on the pedophile's Lolita Express personal jet. The beaming bubba was captured. Stunning series of newly unearthed snapshots relaxing with a rub down from Epstein accuser Shante Davies, who was also then the pervert's personal masseuse. It came during a stopover refueling of one of the many trips that Clinton took on the now notorious private jet, largely at the behest of the accused uh, Jelaine Maxwell, who's in federal lockup. There's a, uh, here we go. Here's the photos. How you like that? There you go. So, uh, oh, oh no, here's a few more. Oh, there he is with the scar. Here's the inside of the plane. Uh, and there you go. We also have, an interesting uh, little tidbit here. There's the oil painting of Bill Clinton in a dress. By the way, that article from the New York Post, the world, the the the, the country's oldest newspaper, not from Infowars, but I mean, you know, either way. We also have an interesting photo of Bill Clinton, of course, in Jeffrey Epstein's mansion. You have this oil painting of Bill Clinton in a blue dress. What the hell is that about? Well, I'll tell you what that's about. That's Jeffrey Epstein saying, "I got you, boy." I got you by the balls. That's Jeffrey Epstein saying, I, like, I, ha- I have you. You can do nothing to me. I got you. That's what the oil painting's all about, ladies and gentlemen. That's what this is all about. This is a signal to Bill Clinton that what you've done on my island, what you, you, look at the painting. This is a this is a commissioned oil painting by a, a very famous artist of Bill Clinton in the Monica Lewinsky blue dress pointing at you and smiling. It's a message to Bill saying, I got you by the balls and you will never you will do what I say. Jeffrey Epstein was an op. This is why when Donald Trump finally ordered Jeffrey Epstein to be federally charged when under Donald Trump. Astonishingly enough, Jeffrey Epstein was actually brought in for his crimes. He's able to skate through the Obama years, through the Bush years, through, of course, the Clinton years. He was a guest of Bill Clinton in the White House a bunch of times. Finally, Donald Trump was able to lock this guy up. Instead of answering for his crimes, the little red light on the camera in his cell suddenly went off one night. All the cameras were shut off. And Jeffrey Epstein, even though he was already on supermax lockdown based on other suicide attempts, Jeffrey Epstein just wound up missing. Interesting. It's almost like these people have something to hide. Like the other time that Bill Clinton was asked about his sexual deviance, 
So the last time Bill Clinton, you know, so I just played you a clip where Bill Clinton's like, I think the evidence speaks for itself. Okay, well, here's all the evidence. Here's you and the Jeffrey Epstein accusers. Here's photos of you on the plane. Well, how about with Monica Lewinsky? These people still have something to hide. It's really remarkable. Here's corporate media. And corporate media asking Bill Clinton, he's doing a book tour. And this is the one time that Bill Clinton over the last 20 years has actually had to face the music of all people compliments to, I think, NBC that actually asked this question of Bill Clinton. Watch the reaction. They want this clip deleted from the Internet. Luckily, we saved it. Watch the reaction of Bill Clinton when he when he's asked, like, hey, you're a predator. How are you able to, like, still operate in society? Like, as, a, as an open predator, how are you able to still, like, have some type of repute in society? Check this out. In my office since I left, you are giving one side and omitting Facts. Mr. President, I, I'm not I'm not trying to present a side. I'm no, not, no, I'm, you asked me if I agreed. The answer is no, I don't. And I, well, I asked if you'd ever apologized, and you said you had. I have. You've apologized to her. I apologize to everybody in the world, though, wrong. But you didn't apologize to her, at least according to, to folks that we've talked to. There was never a, an apology. I made. have not talked to her. Do you I, feel I like you owe her an apology? No, I do. I, I, I do not. I've never talked to her. But I did say publicly on more than one occasion that I was sorry. Hmm. Okay. You should watch the entire clip. The entire three-minute exchange is really remarkable. It's remarkable. He gets so angry with the interview. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Viewer, for asking the question, Hey, it's the Me Too movement, the guy goes. Like, have you ever apologized to Monica Lewinsky for what you did to her? Like, you ruined her life. So, like, did you ever apologize to her? And the more you understand about the Monica Lewinsky uh, affair, the more you understand that this is just one of many affairs that Bill Clinton had in the White House. More importantly, Hillary Clinton was in the White House. According to Kenneth Starr's report, Hillary Clinton was in the White House during the affair. Of the 12 on-the-record uh meetups that they had like the the weird the weird the stories get weirder and we'll get into the pelosi story that's getting weird too the pelosi hammer attack story that's a trial that's ongoing right now that stuff's going crazy do you know they found like two blow up uniform uh uniform uh unicorn costumes on david DePape? huh Dude, it's crazy stuff. Somebody I would never want to see in a blow-up uniform unicorn costume is Bill Gates. Bill Gates' uh, response to Jeffrey Epstein. Bill Gates, of course, a dear friend of Jeffrey Epstein. Bill Gates has destroyed his marriage because he loved his time with Jeffrey Epstein so much. Melinda Gates, like, saying, I left him because he, Bill Gates, like, so enjoyed the company of Jeffrey Epstein so much. Bill Gates asked, hey, um, uh, like, are you sorry about spending all this time with the world's foremost pederast and predator? And Bill Gates' response is just like, I mean, it's just storybook, man. Like, it's straight out, it's straight out of a script. It's straight out of central casting. 
These people are so guilty. Watch. And, you know, I've said I regretted having those dinners. Uh, and there's nothing, absolutely nothing new on that. Is there a lesson for you, for anyone else looking looking at this? Well, he's dead. So, uh, you know, in general, you always have to be careful. Uh, oh, you know, he's dead. You got to be careful, <laughs> says Bill Gates. Tucker Carlson is the only person that ever did any investigation into this. To this very day, I think that T Tucker Carlson asking about Epstein's death is really what got him jettisoned from Fox News. But Tucker Carlson did just a bombshell. We do not have time to play it right now, but he's such a bombshell investigation into this, showing that this was a total inside job. This was an inside job where they offed this guy in his cell, and they knew who was going to do it, and they put the assassin of Jeffrey Epstein in the cell across from him, and they just opened up the doors in the middle of the night. And everybody on that cell block just stayed put, and they got rid of Jeffrey Epstein, man. And you heard the click, clack, click, clack, click, clack of Hillary Clinton's three-inch heels and a pantsuit swishing together and the cackle as she wandered through the federal lockup. And the security guards... Hmm, the security guards have been, have had all their charges dropped against them. Isn't that interesting? And have been relocated to cushy jobs outside of New York. So strange. Are we allowed to ask these questions? Yeah, we'll keep asking them, baby. We'll keep asking them. Anyway, uh, we're really glad that at least a senator, Marsha Blackburn, has now said that she's going to subpoena the flight logs. Let's go. Let's get them. Let's go. Let's expose these people. And if there are Republicans who get exposed then good. Honestly, I don't care. This is not about politics. There are things that are bigger than politics here. And those things are uh, moral, like deep questions about the, our souls that we should be asking here. Like, like, for instance, what the hell was David DePape, the man who attacked Paul Pelosi with a hammer, what was he doing with a bunch of unicorn costumes? Why did he have inflatable unicorn costumes with him? When he when he when he was at the caught at the Pelosi house, this is a crazy story that's going that's getting more nuts. Okay, so Pelosi unicorn controversy cover up. The man accused of attacking Nancy Pelosi's husband was caught up in conspiracy theories, according to his defense. But also, when he uh, broke into the Pelosi's house, he had with him two blow up uniform, a unicorn. I keep saying uniform. Unicorn uniforms, unicorn costumes. I don't know. What what's what's the story here? Well, I don't know. It's my. I guess it's my job to just simply report the news to you. You can decide. But here is a list, according to the San Francisco uh, acting police attorney, who is testifying in this case. She testified. That this man was found inside the Pelosi residence with zip ties, a sledgehammer, gloves, duct tape, cash, Canadian passport, Canadian birth certificate. Reminder, he was an illegal immigrant. I, I'm sorry, can I repeat that? He's an illegal immigrant who's been allowed to stay here due to California's sanctuary city policies. Nancy Pelosi passed these policies. Clothes video game console, and two inflatable multicolor unicorn costumes. 
What? Why did you have two inflatable multicolor unicorn costumes? I'm, I'm reading to you directly from the court documents here. Huh? Don't make any sense. Did they look like this? We don't know. This is an artist's rendering of what the unicorn costumes may be. We don't know. We're not sure. We don't know. It's our job to report to you accurately. This is, of course, absolutely real, directly from the court documents. So David DePape, when he did, uh, you know, he did something terrible. He, he, he hit Paul Pelosi. He, he hit Paul Pelosi with a hammer. Now, there's, there's a lot of questions about this. Like, for instance, in the, the body cam footage that I'm about to show you, like, why doesn't Paul Pelosi declare an emergency? Why is he fighting with David DePape? Why are they holding, why are they, sh- why are they like holding a hammer together? I don't, under- I still, to the life of me, I cannot figure out what is going on here. They're not wearing, at this moment, uh, unicorn costumes yet. But here, ladies and gentlemen, Paul Pelosi in his underwear, uh, holding a hammer with David DePape and doesn't declare an emergency when the door is opened. Who opens the door? No one knows. And it's still one of the most curious things, the strangest videos I've ever seen in my life. Watch. Fucking Sid. 2620, right? No, 2640. Oh, 40. Yeah, it literally said in there. Hi. Guys. How you doing? How are you? What's going on, man? Everything's good. Hi. Hi. Drop the hammer. Um, no. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. What is Sorry, going on here? I'm not getting any answer on call, but... Oh, oh. Okay, I mean, listen. As we always say on the show, like, we want everyone to live safe. I don't care if you live in Gaza or Ukraine or if you're Paul Pelosi. I don't care who you are or if you're Barack Obama's chef. I want you to live a safe, happy life. There's never, no matter who you are, uh, any reason for violence. Uh, Of course, unless you were found guilty of some heinous crime. Well, then I'm actually, quite frankly, in favor of the death penalty. Uh, But again, like there's never any reason for, okay, so we're not trying to like, make light of that. We're simply trying to ask questions. Much like with the Barack Obama chef, we're just doing our best to like try and figure out these strange occurrences. What's going on? Well, the defense is saying that this man was caught up in conspiracy theories, right-wing conspiracy theories. That didn't make any sense because his family says that he's a left-winger that supports Pelosi and Democrats. His family's on the record. This man's son is on the record saying that he's just a sweetheart environmentalist left-winger who has promoted progressive causes his entire life. So I don't know, man. There's a lot of weird stuff. There's a lot of weird stuff in this story. Like, for instance, when a reporter named Miguel Aguilar, a local NBC News reporter, reported out this story accurately, he described what happened that night. Here. Good morning. When officers arrived here at the Pelosi home exactly a week ago today, they initially didn't have any idea exactly what was going on. They knew they had a high priority call on their hand. What was unclear, what was happening inside the property just behind me. 
This morning, Paul Pelosi is home, back at the house that became a crime scene a week ago today. NBC News learning new details about the moments police arrived. Sources familiar with what unfolded in the Pelosi residence now revealing when officers responded to the high-priority call, they were seemingly unaware they'd been called to the home of the Speaker of the House. After a knock and announce, the front door was opened by Mr. Pelosi. The 82-year-old did not not immediately declare an emergency or tried to leave his home, but instead began walking several feet back into the foyer toward the assailant and away from police. It's unclear if the 82-year-old was already injured or what his mental state was, say sources. According to court documents, when the officer asked what was going on, defendant smiled and said everything's good. But instantaneously, a struggle ensued as police clearly saw saw David DePap strike Paul Pelosi in the head with a hammer. After tackling the suspect, officers rushed to Mr. Pelosi, who was lying in a pool of blood. And a pool of blood. So, okay, yo, like, one, 100% accurate report. 100% accurate report. He didn't declare an emergency. He was struggling with a hammer, holding, like, the same hammer as the guy. And there were now that we know, now we know, like we can see it. He's in his underwear and they were like, we know that Paul Pelosi had just, Paul Pelosi had just drunk, drove and smashed, nearly killed a guy in Napa Valley. Like so lit. Uh, and Paul, Pelosi, we have that, we have that dash cam video. You can see Paul Pelosi stumbling around, he barely walk. So was Paul, I mean, was Paul, Paul Pelosi hitting the sauce? Adult sodas? I don't know, man. Clearly, he's got a problem. We're not cheering for anything bad to happen to him. We, we don't want anything bad to happen to him. We're just saying it doesn't add up. And what also doesn't add up is that that reporter was effectively deep-sixed. So after going up with that report, that reporter was like, I mean, ALX, what was the status of that guy? That guy was like, so, so he was like, he was either fired or totally relocated. Like the Pelosi's went, so for reporting this accurately, what absolutely happened step by step, that reporter was like, cast to the wolves. The Pelosi's like went hard at him and like, like, like ruined his career for describing what actually happened. Anyway, it doesn't make any sense. The neighbors of this guy, remember this guy lived in a van. He lived in a van. David DePay lived in a van. And his neighbors are like, yeah, he's like a left winger. He has BLM signs up in his van, up in his van. The guy has a BLM sign. He's a progressive. He's a liberal. They're trying to blame this on Donald Trump right now. Look at the evidence. So they are just, you know, nudist drug abusers. And that's who gravitates toward them. And the children, I'm sorry, the children who live there seem to be underage or under, under 18. I'm not sure how old they are. Okay. And Trisha, again, what's the, what do you say their politics are? Um, I'm not sure. I would imagine that they're more left-leaning uh, because of their support for uh, the gay community um, and for, uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> for other people. But uh, it is, uh, now I'm not sure what way they live yeah. because. Because they have the flag, the LGBT flag with the yeah, hat. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they have LGBT flag up, they have BLM signs, they're drug abusers, they're nudists, they're progressives. The guy's own son says that he's a progress lifelong progressive Democrat. 
They're going to try they're, – and they're trying right now in court to blame this on Donald Trump. They're trying to say that he was a – they're trying to say that he was a big-time Trump supporter. Okay, let's go ahead and read the article here. He is a – David DePate, the attacker, is a Canadian citizen. He is an illegal immigrant in the United States. He's been here 20 years. He lived in Berkeley in a trailer. Pro-nudity activist. Pro-nudity activist. Well-known in the Bay Area. He struggled with mental illness and he struggled with drugs. And he's been homeless. How is he allowed to stay in this country? Nancy Pelosi open border policies and sanctuary city policies, actually. But according to his own children, this man was a lifelong progressive Democrat. So before you get it twisted and before you read what they're going to try and do in this what they're going to try and do in this trial, they're going to try and like blame it on Donald like Donald Trump, the easiest catch-all for every, for all of these people. They're going to try and blame all of it. Epstein, David DePape, doesn't matter. All of their sins, they're just going to cast them upon Trump. Weird thing happened in Congress where Nancy Pelosi, which is so strange, Nancy Pelosi demanded that the recorder in Congress, the lady at the front of Congress, go read a statement. And went like this last week. It's a statement from Nancy Pelosi where she's like, I am going to comply with a criminal, in a criminal trial, and I just want everyone to know that I am being subpoenaed in a criminal trial. This is a very strange thing to have the House recorder read. Nancy Pelosi forced this upon her. Something, again, something really weird here. But Nancy Pelosi was subpoenaed in this trial, the attack on her husband. What? Why? Also, you don't subpoena the willing. Subpoena is the court ordering Nancy Pelosi to give testimony and to give documents to them about this. Why? What about it? Why didn't they ca- Why didn't they catch David DePay? Like this is what I'm wondering. Why didn't they catch him? We went to Nancy Pelosi's house. Of course not to harass her or to do any harm, of course. We we it's an it's a it's a place, it's a public place. We were recording about San Francisco. We were there the week before. We actually got robbed in front of Nancy Pelosi's house. Am I wrong, Rolls-Royce? We got robbed. Our car got broken into in front of Nancy Pelosi's house, and the Secret Service that were there to protect Pelosi watched it all happen. The Secret Service guards made sure that we stayed about a block away from Nancy Pelosi's house, right? Okay. So she has, like, protection. I saw it myself. How did this guy smash a hammer? How did this guy, how was this guy able to break in? Maybe that's what they're trying to figure out. What was going on with security at her place? Check this out from Nancy Pelosi on the House floor. Notify you formally, pursuant to Rule 8 of the Rules of the House of Representatives, that I, the Honorable Nancy Pelosi, Speaker Emerita and U.S. Representative for the 11th Congressional District of California, have been served with third-party subpoenas from the prosecution and the defendant to produce documents in a criminal case in United States District Court for the Northern District of California. After consultation with the Office of General Counsel, I have determined that compliance with the subpoenas is consistent with the privileges and rights of the House to the extent So, again, strange thing to have. You don't normally do that. I, am, I have been subpoenaed in a criminal case. Now I have to, I have to now comply with the subpoena. That's Pelosi ordering them to read that from the House floor. It's weird. The whole thing, the whole thing is weird, and we're we're not going to apologize for covering it. We're not going to apologize for asking questions. 
Now the guy's public defender is saying that it's because of Donald Trump. That's the case is being made. It's because of Donald Trump. It's worth stating the truth. The truth shall set you free. Okay. Also, with Hunter Biden, the truth shall set you free. This has been a big week for subpoenas of Hunter Biden now that the dam is broken. Here we have Republicans targeting Hunter Biden's art world. GOP is subpoenaed the dealers and the donors who bought paintings, gallery owners, business associates, and a long list of interviews keep growing. Hunter Biden's art, which of course everyone will tell you art is how you launder money. So here, this is a, this is a great example, okay? This is how you, this art is how you launder money. Okay, so, so I pay for, I pay for someone to paint, say this is a beautiful painting, okay? I pay for someone to paint this. All right, I pay them $1 and then I pay off the appraiser and the appraiser says that this is, or what, do we have some, like a piece of, like a, like art? Where's the Trump poster? Where's the beautiful Trump poster? Hold on, we have something amazing here. Here's the actual art that I, that I did actually pay for. So I pay for someone to, the, an artist to paint art. Then I go to an appraiser, I pay them off and they say, I have the appraiser uh, do 21, it's $21 million, right? For the art. Here's a beautiful piece of art. Here you go, Trump and Biden. Trump versus Biden in 2024. Okay, here's our piece, a piece of art, all right? The appraiser says it's worth $21 million. I take this art, I donate it to a museum, and I write off $21 million on my taxes. Boom. There's your money laundering. That, that, there's, your, there's, your, uh, culp- there's your escaping federal taxes, which the Bidens are pros at, right? Geniuses at. So this is this was the scam. This is the scam for Hunter Biden. And then also, of course, the money goes into the coffers. Now, Hunter Biden's art is absolute trash. Looks like it's painted by a uh, brain-damaged six-year-old. And so, good. Like, make him feel the heat. Go in. Republicans, watch. Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer is issuing additional subpoenas for Hunter Biden's business associates. Today's list includes his art dealers and individuals involved in the more than $200,000 in alleged loans James Biden repaid President Biden in 2017 and 2018. Yesterday, Comer came up with subpoenas for Hunter Biden, James Biden, and a business associate. Do you think that this is worth uh, $21 million? I do. I think it's beautiful. How do you like that? I like that. That's great. This is great. Are you excited for this? I'm excited for this. I'll just hold it up. We put it on the wall. We're going to put the, we're, we'll put this on the wall here next to our beautiful Donald Trump mugshot and the stay based poster. This was the second subpoena that Hunter Biden received this week. The first was, of course, for his criminal activity inside of the Biden crime family. All right, John, thank you. The House Oversight Committee is escalating its impeachment inquiry into President Biden with Chairman James Comer issuing subpoenas to multiple members of the Biden family. Fox Digital reporter Brooke Singman is here live on set now. Brooke, good to see you. So who are these subpoenas for? Hi, Sandra. Thanks for having me. So this just breaking, we have subpoenas for Hunter Biden, James Biden, the president's brother, and Rob Walker, who is a business associate of Hunter and James. Also, House Oversight Committee Chairman uh, James Comer requested transcribed interviews from Hallie Biden, which is President Biden's daughter-in-law who was married to Beau Biden. Mm -hmm. Hunter Biden was romantically involved with her for a time. Sarah Biden, who is James Biden's wife, and also Melissa Cohen, who is Hunter's current wife, Elizabeth Secundi, who is Hallie Biden's sister, and former business associate Tony Bobulinski. So these are all coming right now, breaking today, and House Oversight Committee Chairman uh, James Comer just issued these. Fair to say. So Comer 
is now going on a absolute napalm, like scorched earth napalm fest. Is this because of McCarthy? Some people are saying that McCarthy was holding up these subpoenas. I don't know. I'm not sure. People are telling us that McCarthy was holding up these subpoenas. And now Comer seems to be unleashed. We call him the bulldog. Bite. Well, we have uh, almost 10 people subpoenaed. We've requested interviews with another 10, and we still have a few more to go. So at the end of the day, we're going to be asking around two dozen people uh, that have uh, a great deal of knowledge about just exactly what the Bidens were doing and uh, who the people were that were wiring the money from the foreign countries to the Bidens. Uh, we're going to be talking to every one of them and trying to connect the dots with the evidence we've already accumulated, which is primarily bank records. So what's the Biden White House answer to this? Remember Joe Biden? Hey, look fat, look fat. I'm going to give you a push-up competition. We didn't make any money overseas. Not one cent from China. Donald Trump made money in China. KJP was asked about this. They don't want to be asked about this. It's a bad look. KJP was asked, tell me, do you think this response makes any sense to you? This is our cringe alert for the day. Oversight Committee has issued subpoenas for um, Hunter Biden, James Biden, and Biden Family Business Associate Rob Walker. Do you have a comment on that? So, look, as you just mentioned, it's just breaking. Uh, so I don't have this information in front of me. I'm just hearing from you. Uh, certainly, I would refer you to any uh, of the, the personal representatives on, on this, uh, on, on your question. But I will have to say something that I've said many times. Uh, this is an investigation uh, that has been going on for a year now and has turned up zero evidence of wrongdoing by the president uh, because there is none. Uh, but. Republicans continue to double down on a baseless, a baseless a smear campaign against the president and his family instead of instead of uh, being focused on the American people's needs, what they're asking for, what is it that they really truly want us to focus on. Uh, they continue to double down on this. And there are a lot of important issues that we need to deal with, not just us here in, in the White House, but also Congress, national security, the economy, health care, uh, gun violence. That's what we should be focusing on. But they continue to try to smear this president and his family on a baseless, baseless investigation. And so anything else further, certainly I would uh, refer you to the personal uh, personal representative. Are you going to be able to survive actual questioning about this? We were at the GOP debate this week. I'm not proud of that. We were one of like 10 people who watched it, although it was very interesting. You didn't get a single question about Biden's family. This is why you don't let NBC News host your debates, idiots. Not a single question about Biden corruption, nothing. What does that tell you? They don't want to answer questions about it because when Joe Biden gets asked questions about it, he does this. I have not taken a penny from any foreign source ever in my life. We learned that this president paid 50 times the tax in China, has a secret bank account with China, does business in China, and in fact is talking about me taking money. I have not taken a single penny from any country whatsoever, ever, number one. Number two, this is a president. I have released all of my tax returns, 22 years. Go look at them. 22 years of my tax return. You have not released a single solitary year of your tax return. Ladies and gentlemen, in a moment here, we'll be joined by legendary musician Lee Greenwood. 
who is uh, a big time, big time fan, ally, and personal friend of Donald Trump. And he'll tell us all about it, ladies and gentlemen. And what, what about these allegations with Joe Biden? Well, according to Joe Biden, nothing happened there. But what about Joe Biden's best friends? What about the, the people who are there, the Praetorian Guard, to protect Joe Biden from everything? What about when they start to crack? What about when CNN starts publishing stories like this? I mean, listen, nothing makes them freak out more than when they see that the very fragile little dome of narrative control is being shattered from the inside. When CNN runs stories like this one about the benefit of the family name and the family's corruption, you know that things are beginning to snap. Watch. He has built his political career on promises of honesty, hard work, and a pledge that a family name means something. I give you my word as a Biden. I give you my word as a Biden. But while Joe Biden swears by his name in politics, his son and two brothers spent years trying to benefit from the Biden name. It's all now the focus of a Republican-led congressional investigation. We want to know what the Biden administration is trying to hide from the American people and why they are not being transparent. Republican Congressman James Comer now chairs the House Oversight Committee and has set his sights on Joe Biden's son, Hunter, a mysterious laptop now in the hands of the FBI and long-held conspiracy theories about President Joe Biden and what he does or doesn't know. So when CNN publishes reports like that, you can hear the literal screaming from the White House because CNN viewers have never actually seen that evidence. It goes on for 10 minutes. We, I mean, we were shocked at what we saw. This is the other best part of that. I mean, there's a lot in there. But again, what does it say that now they're subpoenaing Jeffrey Epstein? What, what does it say that now Pelosi is trying to hide and cover up what may or may not have happened with this strange attack? What does it say that they continue to lie? Obama and his chef, there's a tragic thing happened. Obama's chef died, but what? Like, why are they covering? Why do they lie? What are they lying about? If they lie to you about the small things, they're lying to you about the big things. It's worth asking the question. What are they trying to hide? How bad did it get with the Bidens? And if CNN can run a report like this, how bad is it really? Despite his denials, a CNN review of the laptop data, as well as other public material, shows that Joe Biden did interact with some of his son's associates while serving as vice president, though it's unclear exactly what was discussed. One example, the Republican site, Miguel Aleman Magnani, a Mexican businessman and son of the former president who Hunter was trying to woo. In 2014, Aleman Magnani and his dad were photographed at the White House with then-Vice President Biden. In a later email, Hunter Biden reminds Alemani Magnani of the favors he's done for him. We have been talking about business deals and partnerships for seven years. I have brought every single person you have ever asked me to bring to the effing White House and the Vice President's House and the inauguration. Hunter Biden bluntly acknowledged the power of the Biden name in a memoir, writing that the Ukrainian energy company Burisma, which put him on its board, considered my last name gold. I don't think that there's a lot of things that would have happened in my life that uh, that if my last name wasn't Biden. If CNN can get a story like that right, how deep does the rabbit hole go? 
when you find when you catch someone in one lie, right? Take your marriage. If your wife says she's going to the grocery store and you found out she didn't go to the grocery store, well, then that's a lie. And if you're going to lie about a small thing, what big things are you lying? Would that make you feel good? What are they hiding from you? In all of these stories, in all of these stories, it's the same thread. They're lying to you. And when you catch someone lying, even about small things, that means that they have the moral fabric to continue to lie to you. They don't care about you, right? They obviously don't care about you. And that they, it means they're lying about big things, important things. It's not about the grocery store trip. It's about they think they can get, they think they can get away with it. Obama chef, Epstein, Pelosi, Biden crime family, can they get away with it? Is that why Trump scared, I mean, literally the spirits out of them in 2016? Because for the first time in my lifetime, the cabal that was, has been in charge of this crime syndicate that masquerades the American government uh, had an outsider that was actually quite interested in breaking this system. And when Donald Trump was elected in 2016, in spite of the lies, you saw it at the debate this past week. Uh, Hillary Clinton manufactured disinformation or is Russia collusion hoax real? Go. You saw it this week. In spite of the Russian collusion hoax, Donald Trump wins. Donald Trump wins walking on stage to a, a majestic song that is one of our favorites uh, ever written called, of course, I'm Proud to Be an American, written by the legendary singer and songwriter Lee Greenwood. The anthem for Donald Trump's campaign in 2024 is I'm Proud to Be an American, and we're honored to have Lee Greenwood join us now. Lee, thank you so much for being on the program. I deeply apologize for us getting a little bit of a late start today. It is an honor to have you on, sir. Thank you very much. It's okay. Uh, Veterans Day, you have a new uh, movie coming out. Yes, uh, for Veterans Day weekend, All-Star Salute. Can you talk us through that? Absolutely. Yeah, this movie was specially made about a year ago uh, with a live performance. And with the movies with Beyonce and Taylor Swift out in motion picture theaters, we elected to do the same thing. Only this time we aired on Veterans Day weekend, which will aid veterans who need to have some entertainment. And believe me, this is the greatest show ever filmed. It has 40 different artists singing songs that I brought to country radio over the past 40 years. You see some of the artists there, Big and Rich, the Oak Ridge Boys, Crystal Gale, Michael W. Smith and the Isaacs, Gavin DeGraw, Lee Bryce, the, the, the list goes on. But what's more important is we have offered this for veterans. If you'll go to your website, adoptavet.com, adoptavet.com, and send a veteran and a caregiver to the movies for free. It's going to be in 600 theaters, select theaters across America, airs on November 12th. That's the day after Veterans Day, day after tomorrow. Actually, I'll be singing at the Dallas Cowboys halftime uh, they're in Dallas, which they have bought out three different theaters to give veterans a chance to see this movie. It is going to be fantastic. 
Fantastic. Adoptavet.com. You see it up on the screen right now. Veterans Day is November 11th, which is tomorrow. And we, of course, encourage you to thank a veteran. And if you are a veteran, we so deeply appreciate you. Lee, can you tell me about, uh, I'm, you know, I'm proud to be an American. Like, what was it that inspired you to write that um, anthem to uh, American service members? Well, very simply, just love of country. My father joined the Navy right after the bombing of Pearl Harbor. It did cause a divorce in my family, and my mother had to work three jobs in order to mm. keep two kids fed. So I was raised by my grandparents on a farm in Sacramento, California. I don't go back there much. It seems like that state's gone to hell in a handbasket. But I do appreciate the way I was raised. And, you know, I had such a love for the country early on, not just for my father's work, but because I started working for the USO when I was like 14 years old. I even went to Alaska before it was a state. So now you know how old I am. It was, my, it was my pleasure and my privilege to work all of these 20 USO tours across the planet and be with our troops. It's time now during this weekend to honor our veterans with AdoptAVet.com. Send a veteran and a caregiver to the movies. They deserve it. Exactly correct. Now, did you ever get a phone call from Donald Trump saying, hey, can I use your song at every single rally? No, I did not. But I did get a phone call from him saying thank you for letting me use it. Nice. Nice. Beautiful. We do have uh, Donald Trump dance moves, dancing to your song, right? And to other songs. He does have quite a playlist, but uh, your, your uh, to, Lee Greenwood is played at every Trump rally. Uh, did, did, have you advised Donald Trump on, on some of these moves? You've performed quite a bit, sir. <laughs> yeah, I was a singer and a dancer, but I never gave him that kind of advice. I do say that when we sang this song live two or three times, introducing the president, which was indeed a privilege for me, and he always waits until I finish the entire song before walking up to me, shaking hands, and then I exit the stage. It's a, such a great respect, and I, I have such a, a great honor to have done that for the president. We just want to say, and I, I, this is you know somewhat germane to our conversation, that as a father myself, we I do have very similar dad dance moves, and so I I deeply appreciate it. part of my reason why I support Donald Trump is that he is normalizing dad dancing um, for the rest of us, and so we just we thank him for that. I didn't know if perhaps you had trained him on some of these moves. It was something I was interested in asking about. No, but let's make let's make dance great again. <laughs> <laughs> Final question for you because you are such a patriot, sir. And such a creator and such an artist, and it's it's really wonderful to have that in the movement. It seems like our movement is devoid, however, of creativity at times, and there aren't enough conservatives who are out creating culture and creating art and creating beautiful things and music. And could you please speak to that? Because that seems to be something that is horribly lacking in our movement. Well, you know, with the recent Hollywood strike with actors and all that, creativity is still there. It's bubbling under the surface, kind of like a volcano, mm -hmm. but it's suppressed by so much world news and world crisis. And the government takes all of the media attention. It's really hard to create in an atmosphere like that, but it's still there. It's going to happen. It's just you got to pay attention. Yes, yes. Uh, final question for you. If you ever caught Joe Biden uh, playing your song, uh, what would your response be? Um, suspect. Uh, I, I would be, I'd be a little curious of why he would do that, uh, because it wouldn't help him a bit. Do you think Joe Biden's proud to be an American? No, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. 
Ladies and gentlemen, we need more artists. We need more people who are creating. Lee Greenwood is one of those people. He has an amazing movie out this weekend. Support veterans, support Lee, and obviously support your country and those who serve it. God bless you and Godspeed, Lee. Thank you. Adoptavet.com and happy Veterans Day to you. Happy Veterans Day to you, sir. So cool. Lovely Greenwood. It's his first time on the show, but that's awesome. Please go out and support him. He said, hey, Lee Greenwood said, hey, listen, I would be suspect. He's not saying I, I like ban Biden from playing. It's proud to be an American, but like I'd be very suspect because I don't think Joe Biden is proud to be an American. I don't think Joe Biden is proud to be anything. I don't think Joe Biden is, is, is mentally or physically there. And we have proof of that from yesterday. Yesterday, Joe Biden went out and did an event. We'll see if Joe Biden actually issues anything on Veterans Day for a message or anything like that. Uh, Joe Biden has missed like the anniversary of D-Day and other like major big time like holidays for for veterans and for um, uh, like America itself. Joe, Joe Biden's administration has, has like often forgets these things. So we'll see if they even have a Veterans Day message at all. Joe Biden was sent a message when Instantly after taking the stage yesterday at some little event with 20 people at it, one of those people got up and just screamed right in his face. Check this out. Hello, hello. Some of you don't know. My state of Delaware, a little state because we had a small population, had the highest percentage of UAW workers in the United States of America. We had the largest GM plant. We had the largest Chrysler plant outside of Detroit. And we had a lot of shipping as well. But here's the deal. I got raised on automobiles. My dad ran an auto. He didn't own it. He ran an automobile agency for a long time. Okay. No, 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 let, let it go. Let it, no. No, don't. Let it. It's okay. Anyway, look, I guess what I'm trying to say to you is I grew up in neighborhoods where I know what it likes when the plant closes down. Okay, okay, all right, enough, enough, enough. G gotta make those clips shorter. Jeez. Oh, it's so hard to watch. It wasn't just the protesters screaming at Joe Biden, it was Joe Biden screaming at Joe Biden. Watch. I watched it before. I watched it as a kid. I watched it as a senator. I watched what happened in my community. It changed everything. <laughs> Jeez. What if I did the show like that? What if we did the show like just like, I'm just screaming at you. I'd be like, geez, man, this isn't a party at Paul Pelosi's house. Calm down. Speaking of, party at Paul Pelosi's house, um, Joe Biden trying to wear clothes yesterday. Didn't work out great. Dementia, you tend to lose the capacity for motor skills and uh, voice modulation, right? And um, both those dementia signs were on display. Watch.
Huh? Uh, can't get my shirt on. Biden made a joke yesterday about a thud not being him falling down. That's is that really what you want as president? Hey, that bang wasn't me falling over. <laughs> this time. Ask. You okay? I want the press to know that wasn't me. Yeah, okay, so let's say when that is him, right? Biden White House is saying that they're openly terrified of Joe Biden's going to fall over and it's going to be so bad that he'll actually be, I mean, it'll be like a really bad injury, right? So then who would replace him? Well, it would be Kamala. So let's go ahead and check in on Kamala, shall we, uh, ladies and gentlemen? How did Kamala Harris do yesterday during a event where she had to talk about Talking. Kamala Harris jokes she's got the vocabulary to be president. But do ya? You sure about that? You sure about that? This is our nuclear cringe for the day. press is here. <laughs> I got some words. I got the vocabulary and my pronunciation is perfect. <laughs> so sorry. We do the nuclear cringe. We do those things to warn you. We say we're warning you that this will hurt your ears. Something that uh, didn't hurt my ears yesterday was an announcement from Senator Joe Manchin uh, of West Virginia that he is not going to be running for re-election, thus giving another seat to Republicans. Now that will that that seat will uh, inevitably give Mitch McConnell. We'll see if he like if he if he lasts this long, but we'll give Mitch McConnell presumably control over the Senate. All Republicans would need then is to win one other seat, and you got Republic you got like seats up in Montana and Ohio, re- consistently red states that are winnable. So Joe Manchin, what does this also mean? It means Joe Manchin is running for president. Joe Manchin's going to run on a unity ticket with either Mitt Romney or Larry Hogan. Mark my words. Joe Manchin is running for president on the no labels, the no labels campaign. They're going to run a unity ticket. I think that this can only hurt Joe Biden because Joe Biden has no actual base. Nobody actually cares about Joe Biden. And so now you're going to get Cornell West. You're going to get Jill Stein. RFK, Joe Manchin, plus like Mitt Romney, probably running together on a unity ticket. Mark my words. That's what's going to happen. Joe Manchin out. Watch. I believe in my heart of hearts that I have accomplished what I set out to do for West Virginia. I've made one of the toughest decisions of my life and decided that I will not be running for reelection to the United States Senate. Welp, there you go. He's going to run for president. He's going to run against Joe Biden. He's going to trash Biden. Now, Biden already has a couple of Democrats running against him. Again, Jill Stein. Jill Stein announced that she's running. This was the person who they blame Al Gore's loss on, Trump's Trump's win on. Jill Stein, Green Party, she's going to run. RFK is going to run. Cornell West, complete socialist radical, he's going to run. It's getting very crowded, very, very crowded for Republicans. So it's going to be very, very interesting, too, 
the person who is running for the seat in West Virginia and who is now of the clear dominant front runner is the governor of West Virginia, Trump endorsed, a man who flipped parties from Democrat to Republican uh, with Donald Trump on stage, a man named Jim Justice, who uh, put his dog's rear end up to the microphone and told uh, liberals that they can kiss uh, his dog's butt. This man's going to be your next senator from West Virginia. Yes, sir, honey. Absolutely too many people doubted us. They never believed in West Virginia. They never believed in West Virginia that we could do it. They never believed that the new cores or the Green Power or Owens and Miner, they never believed, they never believed they'd be here. They told every bad joke in the world about us. And so from that standpoint, baby dog, Tells Bette Midler and all those out there. Kiss my honey. I don't know why the clip ends right there. Why does the clip end? There you go. There's Jim Justice. There you go. Jim Justice tells Bette Midler and liberals and Washington, D.C. to kiss his dog's A and then puts it up. Then like puts it up, puts his dog's butt up on the podium. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, it's going to be an interesting time to uh, be doing this business. Man, we are excited. Donald Trump, of course, we covered his rally. Uh, we covered the Republican debate. Donald Trump said recently that he wants Tucker Carlson as a vice presidential candidate. What? Guys, are we living in like the greatest timeline here? Donald Trump, on the record, saying, I want Tucker as a VP candidate. I want Tucker as my VP. What do you think about this? Listen. Would you consider Tucker Carlson on your VP list? Oh, I, want wow. to give, I want to give you a hypothetical here. You're a big sports fan. You know, like Nick Saban's going to retire at some point. And if you talk to the athletic director at Alabama, he would say he has a list. So would Tucker Carlson be on your list of potential VPs? And how many names might be on that list as you sit and look and survey the political field? Well, first of all, you know, I did my first, uh, you could call it counter-programming, but I, I won't call it that. But uh, Tucker wanted to do an interview during the first debate. And I think, you know, because this is what your business is. We broke every record monster audience. in history. Yeah. I think it just hit over 300 million people. Talk about it. Would you consider it's, it's Tucker, though, that they based on the I like Tucker a lot. I guess I would. I think I'd say I would because he's got great common sense. You know, when they say that you guys are conservative or I'm conservative, it's not that we're conservative. We have common sense. I guess I'd have to. We broke all the records. Tucker and I were great together. Everyone watched. Why not? Jeez, what timeline are we living in? Some people say Vivek Ramaswamy uh, would be a great VP candidate. Who knows? Who knows? I was able to spend a lot of time with Vivek over the course of the week. I spent an entire day with him before the debate, and we had uh, did a lot of debate prep. It was really fun. I encourage you to watch it. We have a, a little documentary piece up with our show on Tenant Media uh, in the arena where we're going to be doing behind the scenes in politics. It's awesome. I encourage you to watch. Uh, we're going to be up with uh, portions of the documentary uh, later today that we made with Vivek. Do you want Vivek to be VP? Who do you want as VP candidate, right? Like who's next? 
I don't know, man, but we were out there and we were hustling and we were grinding this week and we say thank you for sticking with us. How did we keep going after everything that we were up to this week? Blackout coffee, of course, you know, blackout coffee. Blackout coffee, coursing through our veins, rushing through our bloodstream. The sweet black juice of Patriots made right here in the state of Florida keeps us going. We're a very, very coffee-centric, coffee-centric company. We got a cry more lib, got our own cry more lib coffee cup here today. Let's sell those. Maybe we should. Should we sell the cry more lib coffee cup? All right, not gonna, not gonna do. Somebody already has a, a leftist tears mug. Maybe we should make the competitor. We'll see. Ladies and gentlemen, Blackout Coffee is the coffee that we drink. Please go to blackoutcoffee.com/slash/benny. Use the coupon code Benny to get twenty percent off your first or, first order. Stop giving money to woke communists. Get fueled to fight those communists by Blackout Coffee, made right here in the great state of Florida. It has been a wild week. And we deeply, deeply appreciate you following us along. We have we've had day, we had days where we had to go live early and we had to go live late and we had to build we had to build out an entirely new show. And so we just say thank you, especially to our brigade. The brigaders are the ones who keep us going. The brigaders in the Benny Brigade keep the show independent and allow us to talk about things like Nancy Pelosi and Epstein and stuff you would never be able to talk about in the corporate press or in any press for that matter. Please consider supporting us as a early Christmas present. For less than a, a $5 foot long per month, uh, you can keep this show independent. Go to bennyjohnson.com slash brigade, and you can join today. If you join, then of course you will be shipped a spectacular handmade keychain, the official keychain of the brigade, with the American flag and the salty army on it. It is Veterans Day. Tomorrow. And so we say thank you to all those who have served. We're here to serve you. And I wish more people had that uh, in their in their in their bones, in their blood. You know, like it's actually up to us to serve each other. It's what we're called to do as Christians, it's what we're called to do as Americans, it's what we're called to do in a society. Like, and it's something that I, I think we're losing because the fabric of like what it means to be an American is like starting to rip. We're not about that. We're here to hold it together. And it can't be held together without a common cause, without us worshiping a, uh, us seeing common truth, right? Having a common creator is what connects all human beings, whether you like it or not. And so our verse of the day keeps us grounded from Psalms 511. But let all those who take refuge in you be glad. Let them ever sing for joy. Spread your protection over them, that those who love your name may rejoice in you. Man, we need some refuge. We need some refuge and some joy. And we do our best on this program to be light of heart and to continue the work uh, and the opportunities that have been laid out for us and to, uh, quite frankly, serve you. We are so honored to have you in our audience. We are so thankful for you, uh, and we won't let you down. Be upstanding. Have a strong heart. Stand upright and march forward. Salty Army, Salty Army, Betty Brigade, Christian soldiers, march forward. 
Have a blessed weekend in this, the greatest country on earth. And thank a veteran. It's your boy, Benny. See ya.